Remember, they didn't fire Lincoln Riley. He chose to leave, so things weren't going poorly. Could they go even better? Recruiting, in short term, has already said yes. What does the model say Oklahoma will be on the field this year? Best case, 11-1. Worst case, 7-5. The prediction for Oklahoma this year, we got them right there. 10-2. Who was that? Why do you always ask that when we play his voice three times a week? Do you just not pay attention ever? I, I know the answer. That's a rhetorical question. That's Josh Pate of uh, 24-7 really? Sports. Literally, I, I, I played his voice like Friday, the last show that we did. I didn't sound like him. 10-2 and two for Oklahoma. Okay, not bad. Uh, I, could, I could see that unfolding. Wouldn't like that unfolding, but I could see it. Is eleven and one really the the ceiling? No, no, I don't think if, so. If you're favored to win every single game, and OU is favored to win every single game, don't pump the text line and say, "Nope, Texas is a favorite." That has flipped. OU is now a two point favorite in that game. So the ceiling for this team is an undefeated season. Yeah, I think that's right. Ten and two seems ten and two is like a very. Um, it's an on the fence prediction for, about for OU, isn't it? it it's is. like. I ten and two is safe, okay? Because right. oh well, they won ten games, all this. But you pick them eleven and one, you're basically saying that you might think that they go to the playoff, which not a whole lot of people want to do these days. Right? Yeah, it's tough. If yeah, whenever you're calling a team eleven and one, you're stepping you're stepping into dangerous territory there. Uh, ten and two, not bad. Safe with Oklahoma, the seven and five on the low end. Can you? Is there a Aside from a catastrophic injury list, is there a scenario that could unfold to where this football team is seven and five? Without a catastrophic injury, I don't. Yeah. I don't see it, man. Right. I, I mean, it's been over twenty years since they were a seven and five football team. We saw some teams, Teddy, that had like think of certain situations that have occurred over the past twenty years. Uh, Bomar basically gets kicked off the team in August, and you have right. to move a wide receiver to a starting quarterback. Um, you had a quarterback in 2014. You had a quarterback carousel in 2013, essentially, where you played three in one game. You had your best running back get hurt in 2014. Like, There's been right. a lot of crazy things that have happened to OU football, both during and off the season in 20 years, and 8-4 and four has been the ceiling of what we're talking about. So mm-hmm. I, I just I, I don't see anything... No, I, I don't see a seven. You'd have to like lose to K State, Texas, Iowa State, Baylor, and Oklahoma State. Sure. There's just no way. Like, I don't know who. Tech, West Virginia, maybe the the worst teams in the conference other than Kansas. Those teams aren't even going to lose to all five of those schools. And really, the last time OU won seven games. They were actually a couple of possessions away from winning nine games that year. Yeah. You know, I mean, that was even that seven and five year was kind of the low end on what that team could have achieved that season. So, right. no, I just seven wins ain't going to happen. What is the low end? Uh, eight and four, nine and three. I would say probably nine and three with the schedule that they have. I think that's probably and, right. And I think when you're factoring in what the floor could be for OU. I think that you have to factor in, yeah, what if this team doesn't look as good as we think. But I think a lot of other teams have to exceed expectation. 
for the floor to happen. Iowa State's going to have to be better than they've been recently. Texas is going to have to somehow magically get healthy before the second weekend of October and be something that they haven't been in over a decade. You get the point here. A lot. It's not just OU. A lot of other teams are going to have to exceed expectations. I feel like things can happen in football games. Last year, we were, what, we finished the regular season 10-2, and two, but it could have been 11-1. and one. It also could have been like, geez, I don't even know. Um, you could have lost the... Tulane game, the Texas game, <laughs> the Tulane, Kansas game. To, I'll say you could have lost Tulane. They were driving to win the thing late. You could have lost West Virginia with 16-13. Without that bad snap, they, that may happen. Right. Um, Texas definitely could have lost that. Uh, Kansas definitely could have lost that. Uh, yes. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't pick up that first down, they take over on a short field. Okay. Would, not, even, not even counting the Kansas game because it's Kansas. That still could have been a five-loss season, but it also could have been a one-loss season – because you're throwing into the end zone to beat Oklahoma State late, yep. right? So here's the thing. Like to me, I I don't even know. I don't know what the floor is because this team is going to be. I think they're going to be better, and I could be wrong about this, but everything I look at is just is like the information's right there. I think this team is going to be better. In almost every single facet of the game. Okay, that can be true for last year's team. I think it could be true for the 2020 team, too. Better than the 2020 team? I I think the ceiling for this team is that it's the best OU team that we've seen um, in a few years. I I think it can be better than the 2019 team. 2019? Yeah. That was a college football playoff team. I, I realize that. I also remember how they fared in the college football playoff that year. Yeah, that was an historic LSU team, though. Like we got made to look really bad, but it wasn't really, it wasn't really fair. That same LSU team went out and put it on like the number one defense in the country yeah, in the did. championship. Um, uh, better than the 2019 team. I'd say like. It, 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 the, if we're talking about the floor and the ceiling of this year, yeah, I think the ceiling of this team, because I think that this defense will be the ceiling of it, will be better than that 2019 defense yeah. for sure. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I, I think, you know, I, I and I've, I've talked about this a lot, and some people think it's insane, but I don't think it's crazy at all to say that we'll be better, especially on offense, at every position group except for maybe running back. Um, and I'm comparing that to last year's team, and I don't think it's that big of a stretch at all. And defensively, you know, Jalen Redman at his best is better than Perry on Winfrey. I'm, I'm good with that. But the problem is you don't know if you're going to get him at his best and if you do get him at his best, you don't know how many games that's going to well, be. Well, that sounds a lot like Perrion Winfrey, the guy well, that you're comparing him to. There's some truth to that. Um, I think that a guy like Stripling, 
I mean, there's a chance he can have the same type of impact on the on the passing game in the pocket as a guy like uh, Bonito, um, Isaiah Thomas. I think a, a guy like like the combination of Downs, Reggie Grimes, and maybe even throw R. Mason Thomas, the true freshman, in there. I mean, I think that I think as a group, the defensive line has a chance to to be more consistent and maybe even more productive. And you combine that with a defense that I think is going to be better fundamentally, better tackling, uh, in better position. Right? I I think the defense has a has a realistic chance to be not just better, but like statistically speaking, maybe far better. Yeah. Peyton on the text line says eight and four is the worst I can see. Lose to Nebraska, lose to Texas, lose to Baylor, lose to Oklahoma State. I just don't see how he would lose all four of those plus another one. Well, I don't either. I guess the thing is, if you lose to Nebraska, you better get your you-know-what straight really quick whenever you play Kansas State the next week. No doubt. So, I, if you lose at Nebraska – I feel like it just opens a whole can of worms to where after that point, until we see otherwise, anything is possible. Right? Any outcome. Yeah, like to that's an interesting point. For the floor to happen, you're gonna have to lose to a Nebraska or Kansas State early in the year. Like if you get through if you get through October, if you get through Dallas and you only have and you're undefeated at that point, then yeah, like the four or five losses isn't going to happen. This well, team isn't going to crater down the stretch. If you get through, if you get through think. Dallas, you're going to beat Kansas at home, and then you've got a bye week, and then you're talking October 29th at Iowa State is you know, and that's going to start a late tough run. Um, but I, if you make it through those first what seven games, if you're seven and zero, oh, you're you're going to be playing some pretty good football. You're going to get a bye week to get healthy, and you're you're just going to really start, you know, hitting that that stride, that late season stride. So, yeah. But the Nebraska game is interesting because, let's say you lose it, you you just confidence wise, you don't know if you just lost to a, a three and nine football team. Or if you lost to a team that's going to go out and win eight or nine games, yeah. like you just don't know, and everyone is going to everyone's going to say Nebraska is not any good this year, and like it doesn't matter for Oklahoma, it's going to be a bad loss, unless like there's some well, well, well unbelievable. If they run. lose to Northwestern on Saturday, and then you lose to them, we'll be we'll know that they're not. You just right. lost to a bad football team, but yeah, if they're undefeated through that, then then sure, right. I, I see what you're getting. I at. guess I, like I don't know. I don't know what that would do to the confidence of of this football team. And like I said, you lose that game, it opens a can of worms for a bunch of different reasons. Like the season, like that that an early loss like that in the season, it starts to you start to really throw everything out the gate as far as your even though everything that you want to play for is still within grasp, it's just uh, it hits you like a ton of bricks, and I don't know how the team responds. Yeah, and to that. that's why I think you could definitely argue that that Nebraska game is one of the three most critical games of the entire year because, in a lot of ways, it's going to kind of set the table for the rest of that tough October run. Well, 
Got a chance to give you a lot of confidence. If you lose it, though, it's, ooh, man, how good are we really? The problem is, if you lose that game to Nebraska, you've just placed yourself in a situation where every single game on the schedule becomes like the pivotal game, yeah. you know? Because you can't, you just can't drop another one. Your your confidence is probably going to be shot. It's yeah, it's a, it's pivotal for sure. I seriously don't see OU losing a game with that schedule. Tough games at home without there being drastic injuries to Gabriel and a couple of key defensive players. That's from the six seven eight area code. I disagree. On, I I can see OU losing to Texas, and I don't care how good Texas is going into that game. We've all seen it. We all understand. We saw a horrible, horrible Oklahoma team go beat a good team, Texas team of what, 96? 96. Winless OU team. Winless OU team go in and beat a good Texas team. We've seen uh, bad Texas teams beat good Oklahoma teams. Like That game, you always have to look at that game no matter what mess Texas is in, no matter what their starting quarterback situation is, no matter what their injury situation is. Well, we watched uh, Colt McCoy's brother, who's barely even played a snap at quarterback, look like Johnny Unitas one day against Oklahoma. He did there. almost get decapitated by Eric Stryker, but yes, unfortunately, he did not take away the fact that he won the football game that day. Matter of fact, I think he completed that ball, didn't he? A go um, ball down the OU sideline. I thought that it was incomplete. There was a flag on that play, regardless of what the end result was. <laughs> was it um, – you remember in Necessary Roughness when the referee's doing, like, the karate moves? <laughs> did the referee go out there and say, like, like decapitation? By... I actually think that he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, you just – with that game, you've always got to envision that there's a, there's a chance – that OU loses to Texas no matter what's going on there. Yeah. But I agree. I think we are the superior football team. Um, and the other one is Baylor's going to be really, really good. So If they're good at quarterback. I, I agree. I, I think Baylor's going to be good too. But there is a big if when it comes to Baylor. If they're good at quarterback, then I, I think they got a chance to be as good as they were last year. Okay, well, let me just ask you this. How good really were they at quarterback last year? Um, they were they were okay. I, I think that the difference though is their playmakers, especially at receiver last year, better last year than it's gonna be this year. I and, and Baylor is a program that can, you know, retool players on the defensive side and they'll do that. But can you replace a Taekwon Thornton in the very next year? I, I just I don't know if that's the case at Baylor. Yeah, I guess I don't know enough about who they're going to have at wide receiver, but I, can you remember a time when Baylor has not had a standout wide receiver? Uh, Mims was there for like six years, it felt like. Yeah. Uh, it's it's well, Katie Cannon was there during those Art Riles years. It felt like they had – there have been some years where they've rolled off, you know, three deep at wide receiver, but they at least have one – pretty decent guy on the outside that's normally a really big body too they got a type out there I just I I just kind of disagree a little bit on the quarterback thing at Baylor I I I don't I they were they were adequate last year 
but they weren't. They yeah, weren't no, I, it, what, Abram Smith is gone, right? Are their top two backs from last year both gone? Now, I at the same time, I think that they'll find running backs there. No doubt. With that offensive line they have coming back, that's, that, that's that, the best O-line in the league right there. That O-line and that, it's, it's not just the O-line, which is really good. It's also the scheme, which is re- they're really, really good at what they do. They're going to have they're going to have a great running game, and you know they didn't have a running back going into last year either, so that's whenever they had to to pull Abram Smith off of the defense and start handing him yeah. the football. Don't you think Baylor will drastically miss Petrie at nickel? Yes, but again, the point is they're they'll, they'll find some some dudes back there. Yeah, I, I think they're like the key to Baylor defensively is is going to be how good their defensive line is, and it's going to be really good. It's going to be really physical. They're good at backer. They will miss Petrie, but you know, I they've been Baylor's been good defensively going back quite some time now. So, and Aranda has been a fantastic defensive coach wherever he's been. Do they miss Petrie or will they miss Petrie? Yes, but I expect them to to have another guy there ready to roll. Okay, all right, we got to hit some of these texts. We got to hit a break, though. We'll get as many as we can on the other side. Okay, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text on 651 3439. We'll be back. It is the rush live on the ref for the homeless sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, a happy game week to all of you out there. We get college football this weekend, eleven thirty on Saturday, Nebraska, Northwestern, and Dublin, and it scares the you know what out of me that Nebraska is a thirteen point favorite in this game over Northwestern. Just don't screw it up, Huskers. Please don't screw this up. I'm actually rooting for you to win this game Saturday for no other reason than I don't want a one or two loss Nebraska rolling into Lincoln in week three playing an OU team that is, uh, you know, a four or five point favorite or whatever it's going to be. What's the over-under? On Nebraska-Northwestern? I don't know. I, I can I can find well, that No, not on the score on how many vomits we see during the game. Uh, Twelve. Yeah, that's <laughs> 12, how many they get uh, a day of practice, a right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll just go ahead and spoil this thing for you. Nebraska is going to run Northwestern. Why is that? I don't know. Yeah, because they did last year. Then I think they they ran Northwestern last year, right? What are the three wins that Nebraska had? If they did, that's impressive. If they actually got a win by more than uh, one score over a football team last year, did that happen? Yeah, I think it was Northwestern. And what a fun Monday it's going to be, right? We'll come back here if they beat Northwestern by 30, and it's going to be, oh, 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 we got some. They beat it pretty bad, didn't they? 56-7. Yeah. 56-7. They put up another 56-7 on Northwestern. It could be a different uh, attitude around here. I'm not saying it should be, but you know how we like to overreact after one game. After taking Michigan State to overtime and losing by three, they go out and absolutely whipped Northwestern, Just, which, you know, we always talk about the uh, – which, by the way, Kenneth Walker the third, 19 carries, only 61 yards against Nebraska last year. Good defense. Um, we always talk about, like, what are the best jobs in the country. 
Isn't Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern, isn't that the best job yeah, you could possibly um, have? They had a nice little like two or three year run where they were playing good football, mm-hmm. but they haven't in a while, and now they have one of the best facilities in the yeah. sport. Great facility. After what? Like once every seven years they have like a eight or nine win season and yep. everyone loses their mind and you know, Pat Fitzgerald's been there forever, played there, coached there, under no pressure whatsoever. Got a bunch of geniuses on his team. Greatest job there is. And once every two to three years, they're going to ruin someone else's season. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's basically that's it. it. It's it. You beat. And they get to go to Dublin to play a football game, and it doesn't really matter if they win or lose it. Right. You don't even have to ruin Ohio State. You have to like you ruin a mid level. You ruin uh, Wisconsin season, Michigan State season, or Michigan State. Totally. That's it. Just don't screw this up, Nebraska, please. Also, don't let Casey Thompson throw five touchdown passes. He will. And win by 35 points this weekend. There, so, I, I guarantee you that they're going to beat them, and they're going to beat them really bad, and they're not going to take their foot off the gas because they have not been good offensively. And what is everyone – like? they want to pad the stats, right? They want to, to show that their offense is back. So, at the end of the year – Regardless of what their record is, they want their their offensive ranking to be as high as possible. They will not call off the dogs against Northwestern. No, but it's going to be super embarrassing if we're talking this way about them. They're a 13-point favorite, and they do the same thing that they did oh, yeah. last year. Look god-awful on special teams. They're not any better. Ended up losing to Northwestern by 7 after trailing by 21 early in the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah. Um, North- Northwestern... Did not well. They scored twenty one against twenty one is the most points they scored against a Big Ten opponent last year. Most games were seven, fourteen, twelve, seven, fourteen. Yeah, they're they're not any good. They're going to get absolutely blown out by Nebraska. And you know, you see the hot seat watch across college football. Yeah, it's Brian Harson at Auburn. What Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech, Mike Norvell at Florida State. I, there is no Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. I haven't even seen his name once on any sort of a hot seat. List hot this seat. Year. Neil Brown is on more of a hot seat at West Virginia than he is at Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald's got a throne, and it's ice cold. He's not going anywhere. They don't want to have to mess with hiring someone new for the football program, man. Text line says, fun fact, Nebraska was 1-8 in Big Ten play and had a zero-point differential. Beat Northwestern by 49 and lost to the other eight teams by a combined 49. That is amazing. <laughs> That's just You know they brilliant. had that in the back of their mind when they were up 21 in the second half against Northwestern. Hey, we can see how that zero-point differential. Is that why they were going for it late like uh, Aranda was against Oklahoma? Yeah, that's probably why Scott Frost got an extra year as Trev Alberts. They were sitting in there like, well, the point differential was zero. It's a difference between us finishing you know, 10th or 11th in the conference. Yeah, well um, – Looking at that point differential, they're they're going to try and start off hot uh, with it to coming out of the gate. Get up high on that point differential. I'd say that uh, I will be watching North Texas and UTEP on Saturday night at eight o'clock, but I don't think I will because, well, I don't think it's on TV anywhere. At what? least it's not listed anywhere. What's the point in playing it on a Thursday if it's not going to be on television? It's on a Saturday. Oh, sa- oh, okay. I thought you said on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well. 
I'm going to have to stoop to Wyoming and Illinois, 3 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Should I uh, text Seth the Trail and see if he'll just FaceTime it for me from the sideline all day? I asked you to do that for uh, Venable's press conference a couple weeks ago, and you wouldn't. But I'll take what I can get, I guess. Right. Uh, I saw Coach Venables. Got to talk to him for a while over the weekend. Yeah? What's the scuttle out there? Um, let's see. You know what's crazy? Is this like a – is he doing this to us on purpose? I, all he talks about – he talks about the same exact guys every single time. Tyler Guyton. Tyler I, Guyton. I guarantee you he brought him up to you. And he mentioned Gavin, Major, Fre- Gavin Freeman. He mentioned him. Gavin Freeman. Yep. Uh, Bowman. Billy Bo- always mentions Billy Bowman. I don't know if it's just like you pick out random guys to and talk about. That he, way you he, don't have to explain anything else. Tell me this. Did he say the two Jakes? An yes. offensive line. Yep. Yeah. The two Jakes on the offensive line. At I'm convinced he says the two Jakes because he does. He's not sure what their last names are. And you know what? He said Jake Taylor, and then he said, and he kind of paused, and uh, and um, uh, and the other guy. So I think he just, you know, freshman. Understandable. Not sure what their last names are, but you just pick out five or six guys. You pound the table with those guys, and you and you just. You, you feed the beast without ever having to say anything. Is that is that what's happening to us? I, there was a, um, what was it, the Suter Club? Something on Saturday night, and I heard that he mentioned the exact same names that you mentioned and the exact same names that he mentioned, I think, going all the way back to last week. Yeah. Last week, going all the way back to spring practice. Well, and Big 12 Media Day, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mentioned all those guys. Yeah. Uh, they had a great camp before they even started camp. I, yeah, he had his guys already <laughs> picked out on who's going to be great. Now, I will say that having been out there, like everything that he, those guys that he's talking about are playing really well. Bowman is playing really well. Uh, he spent a lot of time talking about Justin Harrington on Saturday, uh, Saturday night. He's playing really well. Um, Gavin Freeman, he was talking about his um, his returning ability. I think he said he has not dropped a single right. punt, kick, whatever, yep. in practice, no matter what the drill is, which is super well, impressive. Bob told us last week that, well, that's the number Most one thing. thing. Just make sure you, you catch the thing. That's right. Um, I'm telling you, though, man, I, uh, and I know we've, we've spent a lot of time talking about it, but I'm very hopeful. But, man, I think Justin Harrington – He's got the potential to have like a not just like a breakout year, like a superstar. I think he's been the story of training camp thus far. Yeah. And maybe they had a better idea of it going into training camp than we did. Maybe his summer was just amazing. But the emergence of this offensive line has been a big story. But Teddy, a guy that was allowed to come back on the team, but got a scholarship and his number taken away. I don't know what hurts more. Getting your scholarship – well, the scholarship definitely hurts more. But getting your number taken away along with it, I mean, that'll really make you think, like, is this something I really want to do? And now he might be a starter on this defense. You should have handed him a blank jersey. (laughs) You don't even get Uh, a number. You don't even get number zero. Um, Well, Coach Venables talked about that quite a bit. He said that Harrington asked him if he could come back on the team, and he told him no. And – you know, he asked, like, called again the next week. He told him no. Called again the week after that. He told him no. And finally, he 
he took it to his – I guess he's got a group of players. I don't know if it's captains or, or whatever that, that he kind of meets with and asked those guys about it, and they were okay with it. And, oh, I forgot. He even, he even wrote Coach Venables a letter uh, asking Dang. to come back. And so he finally, finally agreed because, you know, he didn't want to just say – and I'm, I guess I'm, just, I'm guessing a little bit here, but if you say yes, like right away, well, then what have you really done? You know, you're. You think he he wanted him to work a little bit for it, see how much, kind of like with the recruiting philosophy. Yep. Well, come come to campus, let's see how bad you really want to be here. Right. Yeah, I I think that's exactly what he did, and he just kept pressing him, kept pressing him, and finally gave him the opportunity to come back. I think only with like a week left in spring ball. And he has been the model of how they want guys to handle themselves ever since. So that sounds like a guy that is really appreciative of the second chance. And not only did he get to come back, but he came back with an honest, clean slate with the honest opportunity to go out there and win a job. And he's done exactly that. Text line asking what his new number is. It's number 37. Yeah, 37. And if you look uh, online on the roster, you know, everyone else has their photo with their, you know, new Mm -hmm. suit and tie, you know. He doesn't even have a photo because he (laughs) got there so late. He got back so late. Or maybe they didn't want – you don't get a photo. Maybe not. You do not get a photo. We'll know in starting lineups whenever – Justin Harrington. and There's There's no photo available. Yeah, just a blank. (laughs) Oh, good stuff. Uh, text line. What else we got? Yeah, let's hit a break first. We'll get back to the text line. Actually, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll read a couple here. Harrington equals definition of hard work will pay off. Agree. Just in, tuned in. in. Who has been returning punts in practice? There's been four. You've had Eric Gray. Yeah. You've had Marvin Mims. You've had Gavin Freeman and oh, who's Eric the fourth? Eric Gray? Did you already say that? I said Eric Gray first, yes. Who am I missing? Eric Gray, Farouk? Marvin Mims, Gavin Freeman. Yeah, maybe Farouk. I, I, yeah, that that may be it. Well, you don't sound don't, too confident. I'm not confident at all because I can't remember who the fourth I, name was. I basically just offered up a receiver, and you said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's probably him." Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Do you all know right. for sure that it was for, that it, that it's Farouk? No, I have no idea. Hmm. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line. We promise we will get to the text messages next. It is the rush live on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, inside the Brian O'Haver Studios. LV Bunkley Shelton was the name that I was looking for as the to the fourth putt returner. Yeah, yeah, or who's I said been that. A putt returner. Yeah, LV Bunkley Shelton, uh, Jalil Farouk, basically the same thing. Yeah, that's that's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. Air Coverage Solutions text line 405-651-3439. If Nebraska beats us, the whole team gets a Hooters NIL deal. <laughs> I am not willing to risk the new Hooters NIL deal. I'm just saying, don't be surprised next year, Teddy. Now that six offensive linemen got the Hooters NIL deal today, if OU signs uh, four five-star offensive linemen and one four-star offensive lineman. Yeah, so what? I guess they uh... – 
Hooters signed a bunch of offensive linemen across the country. Yeah, brilliant. It is. Uh, I wonder what that comes with. If if it's, I mean, it's a legit NIL deal if it's just free wings, isn't it? Yes, that's pretty good. I, you know, and a dangerous road to go down for Hooters uh, signing offensive linemen to free wing. Deals. I will contend that Hooters wings are actually good. They're not bad. They're not bad. I some they're people di- they're might, totally different. Some people might try to fight me on that on the text line. Uh, of course. Parker and Steely were talking about it earlier. Parker's never been to either Twin Peaks or Hooters. Does that surprise you whatsoever? No, it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. Um, but, well, I guess. What, what was, it, it was just funny. That he was saying, like, no. Like, my dad never took me there. Are you kidding me? Because someone texted and said, well, Parker, obviously you never played travel baseball because – that's where all the dads go. They go to Twin Peaks and Hooters. He's like, I grew up playing travel baseball. I didn't go there. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there saying, that's where my dad took me to watch the 2002 National Championship game between Ohio State and Miami. I, of course, I was there as a kid. I'll tell you what's funny. I can vividly remember my first trip to Hooters, and it had to have been sixth or seventh grade, I think. Probably, I think it's probably sixth grade. One of my friend's mom took like eight of us up to Tulsa to go nice. to uh, – because we like begged and begged and begged. And then naturally, as soon as we got there, we all just kind of no sat there. No one said a word. That's no right. one said a word. Exactly You right. were seventh or eighth grade. I was a little bit younger. I was probably – I think I was nine years old. And <laughs> I sat there and just stared at the TV the entire time. And, of course, you get the joke from your dad, right? Like, what do you, what do you just stare at the TV for? What do you just stare at the game for? Yeah, that was, that's basically everyone's first time. Yeah, see, that age is – that's almost too young, I think. Um, no, it to, was too young. To build it up to where it's like, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. This is so funny. That's good. They did have liver and onions on the uh, kids' menu forever. And it cost like seventy dollars. It was a joke, of course. Hmm. That's. But John Gruden used to be one of their big spokesmen. Um, my best buddy, he was at OU Texas one year, and there was like a cardboard. This is when we we're in college. There's like a cardboard John Gruden sign, where he's got like a Hooters polo and a Hooters hat on. I go to his uh, apartment at Swasu in Weatherford the next weekend. He stole that giant cardboard cutout of the Hooters in Dallas, and it was like the centerpiece of his living room. Somehow he got out the door with it, <laughs> yeah. created diversion yeah. somewhere else, and some guy runs out the door. Lou Holtz used to be like a spokesman there. I think there's one in OKC that has a picture of him. It's just well, what a place. Well, you know, the, the original Hooters, I think, is in Clearwater, which is right there by Tampa. Uh, and I think that's I think that's where where Gruden got the connection there is whenever he was the the coach at Tampa way back in the day. But yeah, I haven't been to a Hooters in a long time. Do they still have all the random pictures from like the nineteen eighties? That's what I'm all saying. Like, the there's one in OKC that I don't know if it still has. I haven't been to this one in, in a long time. Or I'm married. I haven't been to one in a long time either. But there is one of Lou Holtz in OKC. Nice. And we always tried to figure out a way to take that one uh, home with us, but it was like uh, basically screwed into the yeah, wall. Yeah, the pictures are, are yeah, like... You're not, you're not taking those things. Yeah, Maybe the John Gruden cutout by the front door, but <laughs> not the pictures. Yeah, Tyler Guyton, Anton Harrison, McCade Matoyer, Andrew Rame, Chris Murray, and Wanye Morris all got uh, NIL deals today with Hooters. Nice. I wonder how they picked OU because it was pretty random. Um 
Mizzou, Vandy, those nerds wouldn't know what to do. Uh, OU, A&M, Georgia Tech, Auburn, South Florida. I, went, I wonder how they went about picking the schools. No idea. No idea. I'm, I'm guessing, I'm guessing like, they maybe have easy way of, of getting hold of those representatives. I, I have, honestly, I don't know. Just just a total guess. On you my can part. see the text line on the same screen as I can, and it's just basically filled with Hooters yeah. comments right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, everyone remembers their first time at Hooters. My only time at Hooters, we had a waitress that went to high school with my daughters. Oh man! Well, that'll make you the last time you go in there for sure. Hooters wings are the best. Is there any other reason to go? I'm big in wings. Hooters has improved drastically. I put them ahead of Buffalo Wild Wings and Wingstop now. Texas Dry Wings. Okay, this is basically a commercial for Hooters. Well, you, you get used the point. to have to pay for the ranch dressing. Is that still the case? Uh, I'm sure that. Yeah, I think you basically have to pay for ranch everywhere now. It's like and a quarter, a, a cup, or something. I feel like they had their French fried taters were pretty good too. They got curly fries there. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. All right. Um, well, that's why they signed guys to NIL deals. Also, so, the so hot shrimp is pretty good. You get the breading of the chicken wing, but you get it on the outside of a shrimp. I got to say, I'm, I am a fan of that. It's pretty good. Yeah, but I, you don't go to a wing place and order shrimp. Sure though. you do. You get that as an appetizer, and then about 45 minutes later, you order about 12 wings. And four hours later after all of that, it's pretty bad scenario did you ever have the creepy thing where the girl comes out puts the gloves on and one time it, it's really uncomfortable and i um i i know how to i know how to peel wings i'm pretty good at that mm-hmm. i was i was taught the right There's way an art to it especially the flats the flats are easy to do perfectly but yeah that one's and then yeah it's it's awkward yeah a little, little weird all right. Well, we said we we're going to get to the text line, and we did. Let me get to a couple serious ones. Okay. Someone asking if Texas Tech can be a dark horse in the Big 12 this year. Well, by dark horse, if you mean win the conference, no. But if by dark horse you mean knock off one or two or uh, you know three of the top teams, like go out and beat someone that maybe they're not supposed to, yeah. I actually think they have a chance to be pretty good. They just named uh, Tyler Shuck yep. their starting quarterback. I and think he's that good. was yesterday. What about Jaron Canick returning punts? That guy's a beast with wheels. As much as we would all love to see it, no. No, I would never well, – not never. I would almost never trust a linebacker to return punts. Brian is, Urlacher is the only guy that I know of that returned punt. Is it safe to say that Texas is losing their offseason championship? There was another rumor of another injury they had on Saturday. They had a they had a scrimmage on Saturday. The fans weren't allowed to be there. Yeah, this is so Texas, dude. The fans weren't allowed to be there. The media wasn't allowed to be there. But the big money donors were allowed to be there to get their first look at Quinn Ewers on the practice field. <laughs> and there was a rumor that they had another injury at offensive line. Um, but I guess it, it looks like, I think it's Kelvin Banks, is, is going to be okay. Yeah. But, that, yes, they have not had a great training camp thus far. Yep. I, the, the, the comments around Texas have drastically changed. Talking season, always, always uh, talking Texas up. But as you get closer to the season this year, it's gone relatively quiet for Texas, amongst the uh, the talking heads out there, anyways. So, 
We'll see. Doesn't matter. They'll play OU. Um, they'll look like a top five team in, yeah. in Dallas. Doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number one next. Construction.com for all of the uh, incredible services that they can provide for you, be it at your office building, your home. They're always doing projects around the Norman community. Gary and the team, they're awesome. CavensConstruction.com, or you can give them a call, 405-573-3048. We got to read the text by Burley Boomer. It was really funny, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, he says, I went to Hooters a few years ago, and it was all flats, and I'm not speaking about the wanks. <laughs> Pretty good. Hooters NIL deals, they're smart. I've listened to about 30 minutes of discussion about Hooters today on this station alone. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying last mm-hmm. segment is it's already it's already got the uh, the right effect where everyone across the country where they've signed these NIL deals is is talking about it, and I'm sure it's planted the seed in a couple of people's head. Like, yeah, it's been a while. Need to drop by and see what the wangs are like. Shane from Newcastle. Tom Zibikowski at Notre Dame returned punts. Yeah, he was a – was he a safety, I think? JT Thatcher uh, played def- – uh, well, OU's had some good – some great returners that were defensive guys. Antonio yeah. Perkins, um, JT Thatcher. Am I missing anyone else recently? Jalen Saunders, wide receiver. Justin Brown, wide receiver. Anyone else that I'm forgetting here? Defensive guys. I think that might be it. Yeah, maybe Even someone so. from the 80s that, that I'm missing, or the 90s. Uh, was Zibikowski a backer at Notre Dame? I thought he was like a safety at Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, I know Erlacher Erlach, was a, a backer slash safety at, what was it, New Mexico or New Mexico State? He played at New Mexico, yeah. And uh, he returned to punts. Rare, but... I guess in in instances whenever you absolutely have nobody else, that's whenever you may see it happen. <laughs> Other than that, not going to work for the most part. Yeah, you can um, – I, I mean, I guess you can justify throwing a wide receiver out there and he he's out there dropping punts. But if you stick a linebacker out there, a freshman linebacker, and he's out there dropping punts, that one's a little bit yeah. know, tougher to defend. Yeah, if you got, a, if, if you got someone that is – like even a running back, right? We saw it kind of with Eric Gray. It's like why why you got a guy like that back there returning punts? Put a receiver back there. Yeah, it opens you up to some criticism. But you know, if they're the best, they're the best. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two is next.